When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Now entering Nerdist.com. There's some new just doing doggy Michael Bolton today. <laughs> there's some uh, there's some new uh, weird uh, speaker thing that you can plug your stereo in and it will play sounds uh, along with your music that your pets will enjoy. Uh, that sounds yeah, like yeah. this country should be taken over. Yeah. <laughs> is it the sound just, of just keys jingling? Is, <laughs> is it the sound of uh, friction on a leg, which to them is fucking? So that's like those are hot doggy sex sounds. Hot doggy sex and sounds. a little bit of. I think uh, there's a serious. Uh, or XM channel that is just awesome. there's <laughs> dedicated plenty of room for doggy sex sounds. Doggy Are we on 95? now? Oh, I we think are. we've started now. Uh, hey, by the way, the theme song was Anamanaguchi. People keep asking me. I keep forgetting to tell people. I posted it on the comment section. Of I the appreciate last that. I'm a yeah. poor host. Anamanaguchi. Uh, Anamanaguchi. Yeah, yeah. it's an eight bit band. Figure scare. Yep, <laughs> Christy Anamanaguchi. She was great. Now she's doing eight bit music. Now she's doing eight bit rock. Good for Kitchy her. Eight bit rock. Yeah, 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 they do ice capades yeah. and that's it. Yep. Is nope. this how these work? This is how they, yeah, you put your face on the pee popper nose, screen. Put your nose it's into not, it. It's not a popper screen. It's just a resting. It works like a pen uh, sieve, which you would find in Dumbledore's mice, office. Which I'm usually ashamed whenever I do interviews <laughs> that I'm not on camera for. Joel, I want you to open your mind and fall into my memories. Uh, when I was a Chinese woman with bound feet. This is We could not show our faces. You were not? Yeah. You've now, come a long way. Thankfully. You've really come a long way. That hor- Yeah, that time. The, 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 um, the Chinese lady that I'm speaking to was Joel McHale, who's here. <laughs> yes, it does sound like we're in a warehouse because we've recorded the last couple of these in an office in, in the Comcast building. Right. And The so, offices are and warehouses. Half, and half the room is made of glass, so... Yeah. You can hear the traffic outside. So there's a lot of bouncing side. around, but a nice view. We got the tar pits outside. Ah, oh, serpents. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Any more words of uh, Adam uh, Carolla? Only L.A. would make a park out of piles of stinking tar. <laughs> Only goddamn L.A. we make. And fuck Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> that was a. He went off on that diatribe last. Let me. 
Who could Adam. hate them so much? He hates yeah. them. Hates yeah. them. Hates them. Like Hitler hates them. Who does he hate? Sid and Marty Croft. Croft. Why? Because he hates Land of the Lost. He hates Sigmund the Sea Monsters. Oh. He thinks the whole thing is just a big, big pile of retardo, and he was not pleased at all. By the way, um, Joel, uh, thank you for coming in the, uh. early in the morning. I know. I always feel like I have a busy schedule, and I feel like you're twenty percent busier than I am. So. Twenty-five at least. I'm going to go with two hundred. <laughs> uh, no, but oh, I, yes, I because have little, you, you have a lot of you have a lot of jobs. I have and you got two kids. I have tiny children yep, running around. So this isn't, and this actually is not early for me, but it is. Uh, but this is was supposed to be an entire week off. Uh, from community, but now we're working three out of the five days off. So, oh, I read your tweets. I saw the twit pic you posted of you guys waiting for your script yesterday. Yes, we we got to... Uh, to well, first the script was going to be read at 1, and it wasn't ready. Then it was going to be read at 2. We all got there at 2. And then around 3.15, we started reading. Now, are you comfortable enough on the show at this point to be like, what the fuck, guys? Or are you still in kind of nice guy mode? Oh, I am the mo- I've never been more thankful in my life. I can't, literally every minute that I'm there, I am could not I can't believe that people hired me to do it. That's good. We'll give it a couple seasons and then give it a couple st- seasons it will turn into the desperate housewife. Then you I can start no matter user. what, you'll never be the biggest dick on set. Oh, yeah. well, how dare you? <laughs> Um, I don't he's know referring, of course, to Danny Pudi. No, <laughs> by the way, Danny Pudi, other nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he's great. The nicest guy in the world. And so freaking talented. Out I mean, of his I, mind. I knew Danny before. He was... Uh, Did you really? Yes. From where? Uh, he was friends with my girlfriend Janet, and and we, I, she's really good friends with him. And How I, did she from sketch? Did they do sketch? I don't know. I yeah, don't know how like they. I don't know how they do each other. Right? Now that I think about it, he might have been fucking her. I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm. But uh, is but, that how but you know what? Good for him. Guy he's who's awesome. friends with. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, how it works. Okay. But uh, wait, but I'm friends nice. with Janet. Oh my god. Does that mean that <gasps> no? It doesn't. You're Danny Pudi. Yes, it does. <laughs> Dressed up like a hipster. <laughs> Danny Pudi is the most petite human being. He's weak. Well, he's he's not short. He's tall, but he's very skinny. He's brittle. He's brittle like Prince. I brittle. wish I was that skinny. He's <laughs> not, not gonna, tiny like, like Seacrest. Just want to snap him like a breadstick. Yeah, but say, unlike the other, he's the real deceptively Abed. strong and wiry. You say uh, you say that Seacrest is small, but you are um, you're tall like a building. I, whenever I've been on the soup next to you, I feel like a hobbit trying to ride the ent, the tree creature. Like I look so <laughs> tiny in comparison to you, and I'm so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Take me to the, take me to Mordor, Int. Ah, mm. oh, you fucking Int. <laughs> Let me just rub up on your branch for a minute. One of us is going to be on Lost. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Uh, yes. Oh, well, uh, but you, how tall are you? Six. I'm five ten. All right, I'm five ten. <laughs> just under six feet. But still, you, you weigh 135 pounds. Yeah, I'm like 145. I remember when Chris was. Oh, yes. 200. Doughy? No, no, no. I was like 170 in the old mm, days. I was didn't 170. Didn't look like it. Boy. I appreciate that. You know, I, I carry <laughs> all my weight in my face. And no, my head. you carried it everywhere. <laughs> you, no, it's really along just with that sadness. Sadness. evenly distributed. <laughs> Wait a second. Does my blubber like make me look fat? Yes, yes, it makes you look fat. That's what uh, I met you. You went yeah, from being. Kind of like well, people. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, there's that." You, you were you you transformed when you lost that weight. Yeah, man. I, it's like I I quit I quit drinking in 2003, and 
one of the things that kept me sober was vanity because I lost so much weight so fast. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. And then later on, of course, I realized, like, oh, I was on a destructive life path to nowhere. <laughs> but, you were eating like shit, right? But yeah, but, if you, yeah. but because drinking alone is not going to make you that fat. If you're drinking like 15, 20 beers a day, yes, oh. they will. And then, I was going to say, if you're just were, having like Midori sours all day. No, no, no. It was a, look, man, a couple Zimas and I'm good. Uh, but <laughs> it was also eating ago. pizza at like 4 o'clock. There was the one time I had to drive you home from uh, the M bar and we, uh, you like maybe go way out of the way for a jack in a box. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was happy. I was broke, so I was stuck. At four get... in the morning, you were like, yeah. I need a double yeah. whopper. Yeah, because I was trying to start a little fat camp in my tummy and uh, <laughs> I needed some campers and they lived at jack in the box and that's where I had to. But now, as there. you all know, picture of health. Picture yeah. of. I'm in pretty good health now. Yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. Do you but exercise? You're... Yeah, I do. I do, like three times a week. Good for you. I run. And... You belong to a gym? Uh, yeah, I, I belong to a gym, and then I also have a trainer, and he trains out of his I have his nothing place. to add to this conversation. That is not surprising, <laughs> since you can't pull your chair up to the table. I'm sorry, and I've just met you. Not, my favorite... But I feel familiar with you. That's why I'm able to maybe, This might be my favorite thing about you, is that you, you, you could say the worst thing to someone's face, and it literally, it's... It still comes off amazing. Well, that's... I always talk about this in interviews where I'm like, like you could talk to Joel and be like, hey, Joel, I'm doing a new show. And then Joel would go, why would I care that you're doing anything? And you would laugh because it's... It's, it's that's, a, what, that's what no one's ever it's really... A uh, it's I'm a gift. Insecure. It's like um, charm. All charm is is just uh, an asshole with a smile. That's all it really is. Just well, it's like also a, a wand with a phoenix feather inside. <laughs> Agree. Uh, well, uh, thanks. I guess no, I, no, I figure it, it, that um, you know from as I think people think that I must be an a hole. You're the not soup. though because you you, I mean, I've known I knew you before the soup and you've always been like the nicest guy. Let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little Joel McHale story, you ah. guys. Let me tell you a little <sighs> way back. Years ago, uh, when I was doing booze themed comedy uh, <laughs> at O'Brien's at O'Brien's in Santa Monica, <laughs> Joel, Joel. I don't know how long you've I'm been. I'm sorry. There is a fire engine <laughs> sorry, there's a, crashing. Sorry, there's a, there's a, a flatbed with a forklift on it that had to come to an abrupt stop. <laughs> the tarpits are now and on fire. That was like the beginning of Transformers. They don't, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Stand down, soldier! Robot's dead. What a lazy transformer. That's my Jack A transformer. You just made a sound. You didn't actually transform. Yeah, I'm tired. You're tired? We have to save the Earth. Remember with the All Spark? We saved that and we couldn't think of any of the ideas for another movie. No, you've had too much energon. I don't have a problem. You got the problem. <laughs> I didn't see the second one. But I didn't see the second one either. You guys? No. I didn't see the first one. It confused no. me. What? Uh, Not the story, but just like it was too much going on on screen. I no, just like come it. on. I don't know about that. What do you mean? It was like an education. It really was. <laughs> just the like movie an like education? <laughs> yes. 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 Except with all the good parts. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so years ago, performing at O'Brien's, Joel, this was like 2001 or two. Joel had this really awesome, like, before anyone really had started wearing, like, the leather wristbands with the watch embedded in it, yeah. I was like, where did you get that? And he goes, I made it. I'm like, what? Yeah. He fucking made this watch. And then he was like, you know what? If you like it so much, I will make one for you. Wow. He never did, but the point is he offered, and <laughs> yes. he did not I never have to do got that. the leather band. I bought the leather that. band, and then I got the watch up. But it was band. awesome. That I didn't do it for you? That part was not so cool, but no. listen... 
I probably would still be wearing it, and I don't know if it would still be a cool thing to be wearing. It's not. So it's better don't than you, you don't wear any watch now. No, because I have bird wrists. I have tiny <laughs> little bird wrists. I know birds have wings, but let's Wait, just pretend they have hands. There's watches for people with bird wrists. They're called lady watches, yes. No, like a lot of those uh, uh, watches on TokyoFlash.com. Yes. Like very I nice. need to shop where Asians shop. Because yes. that's. Do I, you I, have I, an Asian body? I do. I do. <laughs> I'm an Asian, Are you a size zero? I'm an or Asian smaller? medium. <laughs> Asian medium is like triple XS. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought it was an Asian psychic. Yeah, no, yes, an Asian, an Asian medium. medium. Have you been to Ju- Japan or Japan, 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 Japan or Where China? I've never been to. I'm, I I kept thinking G four was going to send me to Tokyo, they but sh- well, I can't but, believe they always keep me no. behind to host Attack of the Show and they send everyone out, so I never get to go to. But I really want. I want. I also want to go to Korea because yes. they are light years ahead of us in cellular technology and all sorts of other cool. And you just want to be like, wow, I'm on this cell system right now. Yes, yes. I just want to be able to, to be a part of it. This I just want to great. not fucking yell at my phone for once. South Koreans are the ones with uh, they use the little uh, slim jims to uh, work their computers, right? They're a little uh, touch screen. Have you heard about that? Hmm? What you mean, like the meat product slim jims? Yeah, like they use little uh, mini sausages so they can keep their hands in their gloves, but still uh, manipulate. Their, oh yeah, like, because you need organic material because the touch screens are uh, capacitive. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. What? So they like yes. started selling like uh, specific little pieces of sausage to. Uh, Use their phones while they have their gloves you on. You see, Joel, the, the iPhone uh, works on the principle of capacitive touchscreen, which means there's an electron field in between two thin pieces of glass, and you need organic material to break that field, and that's how the phone knows where you're touching. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and the finger, and they don't touch it with the finger because it's dirty? No, no, just they have because, because on, it's cold. So it's they use a time. Slim Jim, which is mostly cow. Uh, <laughs> how does Wendy Williams know about this? I'm not sure she does. She lights her Slim Jims on the air. Does she really? She heats them up. She pulls out a lighter and lights and heats a Slim Jim. And, and what does she say it. after? Like a, it's almost like real food. Yeah, she's like yeah. this is like real food when you light it up. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's so very that's white a trash. real. That's a re- so it's so cold in Korea that they ha- they oh, cannot oh, take their glove off. It? I don't know. <laughs> it's so cold. They have to use. It's not even. You don't even have to make up a joke. They have to use sausages to activate their capacitive touchscreen. Humorous because it's kind of true. <laughs> I like. I like truth jokes. That just. That there's no. There's no real punch. Like, there's no joke. It's like. Oh. The, the Rain, Rain Wilson had an old, and it was like. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, apples. Apples. Who? My father is an alcoholic. Like there was no. <laughs> there was no joke. It was just a. Just a real truth spewing. <laughs> That's great. We did that in um, Community. Oh, you did? For just a moment. Anthony Michael Hall played a bully. Oh, that was a great episode. Who was going to kick my ass because I defended Abed. And uh, he goes, uh, knock, knock, your balls in my, f- your fist in my balls. <laughs> well, I can't even. Your balls in my, and my, my fist in your balls. He goes, knock, knock, my fist in your balls. And I just went, who's there? And uh, it was after. Never mind. Wow. Can you cut that out? <laughs> no. We don't have the technology. Look, I can't even remember what I did. Okay. Spread. Now you... I derailed the entire conversation. You didn't derail anything. This is all about you. This is I'm going to go show. back behind the screen. You can do anything you want. Let me see those little well, peepers. I can do it with it as long as it's, it makes sound. Uh, I had to kick all the, the, the D10 people were in here having a meeting, and we had this conference room. And, and they were like... And I, uh, I, the door and I was like... Hey guys, sorry, we got through at 9.30 and they just stared at me and I was like, yeah, we're doing something with Joel McHale. I totally used your name like a grenade because I knew that they wouldn't fuck, I wouldn't fuck with me if I dropped your name. Yeah. Even Sal didn't make fun of me? Sal was not in here. It was the producers. It was all the EPs. They said the anything EPs. for Joel McHale. Right, I'm sure. They literally did. Yeah. They literally did and they got up and scurried out. They went, that guy that jumps in front of a, a curtain every week? 
the they glorified weatherman. They didn't, take it, they didn't take it that far. <laughs> glorified weatherman. Then uh, I'm the. Glorified, we both are not glorified. No, I'm a glorified weatherman, but on a on like a smaller feeder station. Web weather. They're like, oh, I hope I get called up to the majors. <laughs> um, but I, mm-hmm. I, I've. How does you? How does how does you We're like? How, how does you? <laughs> was that, okay, that was a, I derailed what? it earlier. There was a word. There was a word. Traffic jam at my mouth. How does you wear? How does you, how does you like and stuff? A things. Video game. Stitter. Final Fantasy Thirteen. End of line. Um. So yeah. how do you, you? The soup was really like your first big job. Uh, it was my first consistent job. Uh, in that I uh, got here in 2000, mm-hmm. September of 2000, uh, in October, and uh, I, I, uh, I could not get an, get an agent, and uh, I had a manager who was a guy from high school, and I got a part on... He was in, was high, in high school, school? Was he his was, name uh, Styles? He, he <laughs> ran a high school. Do you he wear Ray And a manager. <laughs> sure. yeah. uh, Jason Burns. Do you know Jason? Do I? Oh, maybe I do. Do you know Jason? I don't know if I do. I don't know. Uh, he now works for Playboy. Hey. So, uh, but he was my manager, and uh, I could not. We were trying to get an agent for that, and I got a part on Will and Grace because you had to be six seven or over. So I went and bought a pair of boots with heels on them. Nice. And so I was like six six because I'm six four. So, uh, and I got this tiny little part. Then I got an agent, and then they dropped me after like six months because they're like, "You're not booking anything." And, and then they said to me, they said to Jason, they go like. We will be. We will represent Joel McHale in two years, when he's big enough for this agency. That's really nice. But where then they don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, yeah. that was. Well, we'll just come along when all the hard work's been done. We'll just scoop it up there. That when was when great. basically when you're already yeah. successful and a chimp could represent you, because right. all they have to do is just that say awesome he's not day. interested and then throw poop. Yeah. yeah, and then I then I got a commercial agent, and then then I started doing commercials, and I just kind of thought, well, if I can't get a real agent, I'm just going to do commercials. Because it, I, it'll, it, I don't have to get a real job if I'm doing that, and I'll just try to do as many of these as I can. And my plan was that if I didn't, something wasn't happening within five years of being here, then it wasn't worth it. And I'm going to go back to Seattle and do so weather, go back now. weather and traffic. You're going to go back I'm now. Going back. Not really. Not really panning <laughs> out. Commercial auditions is a miserable uh, experience. <clears throat> I'm no Beyonce, and uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Then the soup came along, but it was a pilot. It wasn't called the soup it was called the what the awards which you'll all agree is the worst title for a show that has ever been it's not great thought of because it's supposed to be the what the hell awards or you know like what the fuck awards something like that but they didn't want to put that in so they just left that out so the only thing kind of good about it was every time anyone would ask me like it's called the what the um awards and people go what (laughs) like they would have i would have to explain to them every time what it meant Kind of like the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Where you're like, wait, what? that's a long title. Can you explain it to me? So uh, then Ted came in as the new president, and he was like, this is ridiculous. And he changed it to the soup. Which was a good move. Yes, um, because <clears throat> of the name recognition. And when we first were on, I mean, we obviously, we were Friday nights at 10, which it was a desert. So we were rating... Horrible. We were rating like you guys. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, God, sorry. he's not kidding. <laughs> uh, no, and and that, because but we, it was the cheapest thing that they had ever made. So uh, they let it, they let us stay on and screw up for like a year and a half. I love. I mean, I've I always. I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that 
the web soup is not one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. It the is. It's so, so yeah. much fun. I mean, I when I when I first started at MTV, Kinnear was just leaving uh, Talk Soup, and some of our crew worked on his show. So I went to one of his last tapings and talked to him and. I'm foolishly at like 22 years old. I was like, I really want this job when you leave. And he was like, good for you. Good for <laughs> you, sweet kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then years later, I, I, ho- I guess hosted Talk Soup when it was in between Aisha and Howe. Right. And again, like ama- amazing, amazing. And then, uh, and then when you started doing it, I was like, shit, he's doing it better than I would have. So I was happy that... Uh, That's not true. It is true. And then now, you know, but now now I got my own little nerdy piece of the pie. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy And it plays it. into exactly what you love. Yes. Yeah. Guys getting hit in the balls with things. Oh, a. Uh, and, that's it. and gaming. Well, the other part of the network. <laughs> then the other part, the other of, part of the network, yeah. I thought you were going to say, and gay stuff. And gay- <laughs> what? Why would you? And gay gaming. Yes, gay gaming. <laughs> uh, no, you. I mean, it's the it's the fun. It's so much fun. I can't believe I get paid to just go out there and screw around and make fun of television and all that. I can't believe it. But it's fun. To, it's been, what's really interesting for me is just watching your just watching the watching evolution. me learn how to read teleprompter. <laughs> no, holy lord! No, seriously, watching the evolution of your career. Just going from this nice guy who was because you were you were toying with stand up when I first met you, and then I think you because you did so I that O'Brien's thing. I did a total of like five times. And I remember at the time, and you just happened to be there like four out of the five. And I remember, I remember at the time. I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm, not, I'm honestly not just saying this, but I remember saying to my friend Jamie Kayla, like, "Fuck, this guy's really funny," and, and he's like, "Yeah, I know," and he ha- like he kind of said it like, like mock bitterly, like it's like his third time doing stand up, <laughs> and uh, we were all really amazed. Oh, God so bless it was you. fun. Why that, didn't you tell me at the time? Well, I didn't want you to get <laughs> sure. a swelled head, but. Now yeah. you're sort of my boss. Um, How? I don't Ryan know. Ryan is our boss. Who is? Ryan. <laughs> we all work for Ryan. We all work for this Ryan. Is, we all work Ryan, Ryan is like China. He owns Comcast yes. debt. Yes. Yeah. It's like Catch-22. <laughs> Catch-22. Or I've never movie. seen that guy in this building, by the no. way. I think he just like... Li- like is a, yeah. I've seen him. He's he took Batman over shoot. like an entire floor. He did take yeah. over for it. He yeah. lives in the walls and just comes out like a mist. Yeah. Yes, he floats around as a green gas, like he really, Dracula. He really does. And every time he sees, I, I've seen him twice with uh, when I'm with Brad and Boyd, and he just says, "Like, we guys up to comedy, all right." And then just, <laughs> and then it's just mist. And then he just, and just, where'd he go? Yeah. You turn around for a second, you're like, "Did you?" And then he's gone. Yeah, you're like what happened, Mr. Simpson? Uh, the um, Brad and Boyd used to do his radio show. They used to do comedy for his radio show. Yeah, there are EPs on Web Soup, and uh, like the funniest fucking guys. The funniest yeah. guy, rem- so remarkable. Gotta have funny. them on the podcast. They're so they're yeah, so funny. I, they're they're so funny. They were telling he was uh, Boyd was telling me he was wa- he walked in there during a commercial break, and Ryan was eating a brownie. And then spat it yeah, out. He just told us that story. Did he really? Yeah, he gets taste. Just to get the flavor? No, just to get the flavor. Yeah. And he goes, What are you doing? And he's like, I'm just doing this with flavor. And then boy goes, Oh, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, he had him do the same thing on the air, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I, I get the flavor of a brownie, uh, but then I swallow it uh, and let, the it, let, it, let it live in my tummy Part for a little while. I went on um, the Martha Stewart show. Oh. <laughs> And uh, we were making shortbread. What else? And uh, I looked at the lineup of what was coming on the shows to come. It was all like desserts and stuff. And I was like, Martha, how do you keep so trim and fit? And I noticed that she would try every shortbread, every flavor, and then she would just throw it. Like she would just take a little bite and then throw it off to the side. 
And I was like, but she's like, because I don't eat it all. I just taste it. <laughs> you just taste it. How do you stop? When, I remember when, when David Cross was doing Arrested Development, he talked about how there was a scene where they all around the table were supposed to eat a dessert or something. Oh, they're having carbs. Yeah, no, there was yeah, a carbs. So, and then they, uh, they basically, all of them... <laughs> We're like, Bleh! like between takes, spitting it into a chum bucket. Like, get this out of my system. <laughs> only television in Los Angeles. Yes, yeah, only yeah. in Los Angeles. This really, this really plays on the finest parts of the human psyche. Yeah. Uh, this business, insecurity, uh, pers- personal issues, weight, 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 image. Yeah, it's great. But uh, but you uh, you fucking played football in college. What? Not get out well, of here. But I did. Well, yeah, I, I, I was really good at practicing. I wasn't even allowed at games. I was so scrawny in college. They were like, "You bring the morale down of the sport." <laughs> you can't even be in the marching Please. band. Yeah, <laughs> here, try holding this sub band. Try holding this tuba. Oh, let's start over again. Try holding this clarinet. <laughs> this triangle's heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I play. I walked on at the University of Washington because uh, the guys in my fraternity all played, and so I uh, in the fraternity that I actually could not stand being in but i liked the football players a lot and uh but so i walked on after um i was on the rowing i was recruited to row out of high school and that was a horrible experience because there was all this crazy hate like i've noticed that the sports that no one watches people the hazing quotient goes up because it (laughs) makes them feel important Whereas in the football team, they were just like, "There's no hate. You got to win. Go study the playbook, jerk." Yeah, and they also, it's also the, those those smaller sports. <laughs> they they get all uppity, I think, because you know they're like, "Yes, this is an elite sport." And you're like, "Is it elite, or is it just <laughs> yeah. that no one wants to do Unpopular. it or watch it?" Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'll row over you. Yeah, that on land. Nice try. <laughs> they Boxman. would. They would take as a as a hazing ritual. They would. Shave the fresh. I I got out before this happened, but at the first, the first regatta, mm-hmm. it's called. Uh, they would shave the freshmen's heads and their eyebrows off and put all the hair in a pillow, and then there is a display case. I don't know if it's still out at the rowing house of the pillows, Ugh. going full, years full back, of hair? full of hair. Wow, why would they? It's disturbing. Why? Yeah, it's kind of that's creepy. That plays nicely into my plans of replicating a crew team with their DNA. They're big fans of THX one eighty two or one one eight two. THX one one three eight. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So then I walked on, and yeah, I uh, I gained a lot of weight and um, like just muscle mass. From I was lifting weights like two days, two times a day, plus practicing. It was crazy. Where did you find time for comedy in there? Did I was in college? I I spent I made little jokes on the sidelines. <laughs> be like, see that guy that could kick his ass. Oh, he's here. He comes near me. Uh, you funny motherfucker. Why don't you do some clip yeah. show? That's a great <laughs> idea. But I knew it was uh, telling because I got no respect on the football field. I was really good at crying and crumpling and making the defense look terrific. But on skit night, <laughs> on skit night, I killed, and I thought that was the first time. The var- senior, you know, like uh, the uh, the stars of the team were like, "Hey, man, yeah, that's exactly what it was like." <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what was this? Was this get the classic football guys dressed up like cheerleaders? No. Okay, good. good I made good. fun of our. Do- our t- they were like, "Don't make fun of the coaches," because they always get made fun of, and they'll be mad at you. So you so went right I made for the coaches. Fun, no, I made fun of the team doctor. Oh, okay. Who d- didn't merit this reputation, but just that. It was always like, well, you might have a broken arm, but you can play, right? Yeah, oh. you turned your ankle, but you can play. So it was always this, like, you're going to be fine. A concussion is not something 
bodily that's harmful. Well, you, <laughs> you need a little cortisone, a little you'll headache. be fine. A little cortisone in the eye, and you'll right. be fine. And I'm going to prescribe you a walk it off. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's really walk, just walk. Yeah, no, just walk it off. It'd be a fine. lot of like give him some air, give him some oxygen. Give, no, he'll give be him, fine. He'll be yeah. fine. So yeah, so that was yeah. I, obviously, this guy. So, so we just were bringing in different players with different ailments, and in, then we brought in a dead player, and he said, "Just all right, let him sit out the first quarter, <laughs> and then throw him back in the game." It's not that funny, but so the first, but the first couple seasons you're you're doing uh, the soup. Yes, are you feeling like it's having? Any cultural impact at all, or are you just feeling like I'm doing this in my basement? Uh, I that is how we felt. When when did you when did you start to feel the turn? Because I guess two years ago, we did the we did, you started this experiment. Where you are like, oh, I wonder if I were to go to a comedy club, if people would come out and see me. And I your yes. your EP KP and Anderson and I were opening for you, and you started selling out every show, and it was like 200 seat rooms. 300 seat rooms Sunday night 500 seat rooms sold out and then you know it turns into 1800 seats I mean like when is that when you kind of felt the turn or did you feel it before that did you have a sense that uh, that, that uh, the show was actually changing well, your life I, well for when we, the first year and a half at least I could not read teleprompter I, if you if they have some of those outtakes I mean I, it was like they had hired a person who could not read or speak English and it's trickier uh, than you think at first. It really is. Yeah. And I am a terrible... Uh, you're terrific at just cold. Now I can kind of cold read fine, but uh, it was really bad. But uh, uh, there was that sense of basement, no one's watching, let's just entertain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we can say without getting in trouble. That's always, those are always the best That's shows. That's always the best way to yeah. do it, yeah. And I still... I think we still have that weird attitude, because once you adopt that for so long then you can't stop thinking that way. So there's a side of me that when I say things, I'll be like, no one's going to know, care. <laughs> and then, then I, like last week when I was making fun of The Bachelor, the girl who said, you can, land, you, can, you can land on my landing strip anytime you want. And uh, we were like, follow the red bumps into the... <laughs> follow the red bumps and you'll be... Uh, so... Um, yeah, I, you know, the stand-up was a really good measure of that. Uh, uh, but I was mostly terrified because I hadn't really done stand-up for real. And so I was scared the whole time because uh, I was like, I don't know of anything else. And then you would get up and save me because you're a pro. <laughs> no, but I, but they, people were, I mean, like, no matter how good of a set, I always thought, like, oh, this is a really good set. As soon as I was like, and hey, everyone, here's Joel McHale. It was like the most explosive ah! like <laughs> then, it's then you, beautiful like end of raiders people's faces <laughs> melting shut your eyes don't look at him and then you're like, they're like 15 minutes in they're like mm, bring chris back out no not great. at all where people are the clips this they guy was, this guy like people i mean you've never seen lines after a show like people lined up you had spaghetti cat shirts which were awesome I need to make some more of those. <laughs> make some spaghetti catch. I really do. Uh, I th- yeah, that was, but uh, that I did it as, like, when I first started Soup, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. I want this hopefully to do what it did, like 10% of Kinnear's uh, career. And if I could just do some, if I could just have people know, because I realize Hollywood, yes, it is a talent contest, but it's mostly a popularity contest in many ways, is that you just, to get out in front, get people to notice you. And so. Uh, that was kind of this. That was kind of like, oh, well, if I can do that and just be on TV every week, then 
uh, then I'll get into those rooms to audition for things. There's and no question that you'll have Kinnear's career. I mean, there's no question. There's there's no question. Everyone loves you, and it's and and, and rightfully is. so. Even but the Academy w- Award? What? Even the Academy Award? Mm, yeah. yeah, he's gonna win an Academy Award. I'm calling it right here. Well, right okay. here. You're gonna win the Academy Award for as Precious as it gets two? two. What is it? <laughs> we both won for the show. That was like a starter's pistol. Was, was like, <laughs> oh, Damn it! Chance for a movie parody. <laughs> chance to make fun. Chance to make a funny movie title. Go. I was gonna say as good as it gets to getting gooder, but uh, that was based, based on a novel by Finally, Precious Two, <laughs> The Reckoning. Uh, Precious to the clumps. Uh, <laughs> come on, you guys. Wow. Why wouldn't I? Dare you. Eddie Murphy dresses up like Precious. Uh. He, of course he would do that. Of course he would do that. Yes. He, would, yeah. he might be Monique. I'm not 100% sure. Eddie Murphy might be Monique <laughs> in prosthetics. Um, uh, I, but he would shave his legs. She doesn't. That's true. Uh, but I was saying, with, I was going to say with all the stamp, you... For the last two years, when you were available, because I think I asked you to be almost at every single show, uh, I would just sit and watch Chris's set because I was like, if I can be as funny as Chris... Then and put this together correctly, then it's going to be okay. Uh, Well, that's very sweet, but I have to say those shows were... They were literally probably some of the most fun shows I've ever done because if people are coming... You know, part of the challenge that you face in a comedy club is that... You're you know, facing crazy drunk. You don't yeah. know, like some, some there, there's a percentage of people, and it's it's shifting now a little bit. Like people are actually coming to see me specifically, which is cool. But I still get groups of people who don't know who I am. They just were given free tickets from the comedy club. Yeah, they just go because it's going to see comedy. Yeah, not to go see you do. You got to win them over. I mean, the thing yeah. about comedy is that there, are, you know, there are subgenres. It's not all one thing. It's like music. Mm. You wouldn't go to a country bar and be like. How come there's no rap? You're like, yeah. well, you should have looked that up before you went out. But anyway. And it's a sport to see if you can throw the comic off. That is, especially in England, they do that. But, um, but just the idea that, you know, you got to win those crowds over because they don't know who you are. But, you know, if, if I'm opening for you or performing for you, people who watch The Soup and know who you are are already a good audience because they like comedy. You know, like they, they, they have a certain vibe and a sense of humor, and it just makes them fun to perform for, as opposed to, you know, how come you're not? I had this guy, some guy say this to me after a show in Texas once. Hey, man, you're going to be all right, but you should do more jokes about NASCAR and barbecues. I mean, things people really understand. <laughs> I was like, and you thanks. Were like, that was my first failed suicide attempt. Uh, what bar in Texas was that? It wasn't a bar. It was a comedy club called Cap City in Austin, Texas. When well, did that's you, supposed to be pretty good. Wait, when did you perform in England? I was, in, I did, I was performing in London in um, 2001. And they're brutal. It is brutal. I'm, I'm warning you. If, you ever, if someone ever says to you, go do stand-up in London, put on a fucking Kevlar vest and a suit of armor because it is... It, I think we, did we talk about this last last podcast. I think so yeah, they, there's a sport where the audience will try to derail you, and it's it's trying to see you recover, and they want you to insult them back, and it's it's a it's a really like super aggressive. Wow. You know, you're a cunt. Now you're a cunt. Woo! And then everyone <laughs> and then uh, it all goes on YouTube. Gets pissed. Yeah. As they say. Wow. So it's it's. I mean, I'm, obviously, it's not did like you that do, everywhere. How did you? How did you get the? How did the booking work? It just. I I went to I went to London on a on a solo um, booze sabbatical. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I could drink my way through London, and if you can keep up with the English, you have a problem. So um, <laughs> I was drinking at museums, zoos. You can drink everywhere there, um, and. 
I just call. I just emailed a couple people from local shows around town. So I did a couple like shows in bars, um, and it's different there. People who book shows at bars actually make money in London. Oh, really? And and I, the shows were brutal, especially before I got up on stage. The guys like. All right, your next comment comes all the way from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Oh, immediate boo. Like, fuck me for being from here. And then, so I'm American and I'm from L.A. Yeah. Um, Just being from L.A. will ruin you anywhere else in the country right. for the most part. He's yeah. from Los Angeles. Uh. Yeah. And uh, then I'm like, I'm sorry we make your dreams come true. <laughs> I'm sorry that we made Avatar for you. For you hey, people. if it wasn't for us, you'd be speaking fucking German. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I guess I'm getting the light. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess I'm getting the candle. It's you know everything there is everything's old timing. Yeah, oh, the bonnet is being closed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see the pies are being sewn up. Do they sew up pies? I don't even know if that works. I don't know if that works. Uh, um, and so, did you win? <laughs> did I win? Did you? Did you, anyone won. did you win the crowd back? Um, I got them a little bit, but it, there were. You know, the, if there were literally people just standing at the bar with pints, just sh- like shouting incoherent. Ah! I couldn't even understand what they were saying. They were just shouting to shout. So it was. It and was would they was give? Did they give any of the British comics more respect, or were they? The British comics were a little more in tune. They came out swinging really hard. Right. So they um, they were they came out a little more aggressive and just kind of immediately, you know, like knocked the crowd into submission. But as soon as they saw the weakness in me, it was just like <laughs> they smelled uh, blood. And- yeah, exactly. Oh, hyena! Uh, here, let me let me lift up my thigh so you can get to the tenderest meat. Like it was, <laughs> it literally felt like that. But it was a good, it was a good experience. How long were we on stage? Um, <laughs> like fifteen minutes. I don't know. Like wow, 10, fifteen minutes. It's a range of emotions. Uh, it felt like eight hours, but uh, but it was only about ten or fifteen. <laughs> That's minutes. awesome. Was, I would like to see that tape. It was fun. I I, there there was no tape. There what there was tape of. Oh man, I was so drunk. Zach Galifianakis was shooting a movie out there at the time, and so I I stayed with him for a couple days. He was great on SNL, by the way. He was amazing yeah, he was on awesome. SNL. He was great, amazing. Well, probably I mean uh, he and John Hamm. Yeah, Hamm. Those guys knocked it out of the park, and I, I really hope that kind of makes you want them to just keep putting funny people on and not just like here's well, a non-funny person. It was person. so nice to see someone not do a forced monologue where it's just Zach going out there and yeah. doing his and jokes being and Zach. being funny. Yeah. It reminded me of like, you know, the early yeah, like when George Carlin was, was on, he would go on and do material yeah. and it was just it's more Yes, it was like, a comedy show. It was a comedy show, yeah, yeah. And not just like schlock. That's like, let's see if we can try and make this person funny. That shouldn't be the point of the show. So I yeah. uh so Zach was shooting this movie called Below, and so there were all these great British actors, and so we go to all these super swanky, like private gentlemen's clubs full of British actors. Where I'm looking around, I'm like, "Hey, that's Rufus Sewell, and you know whoever else." Wow. And um, and so we go to this this after hours uh, nightclub, and Bjork is there, and huh. I get it in my pudgy drunken head that I'm gonna ask Bjork to dance, and so. Everyone's wait- everyone's waiting. When you're drunk, you have no timeline. So for me, it, this was all happening quickly. But apparently, everyone was waiting to leave. And I'm like, oh, you guys, I'm going to hit on Bjork. <laughs> and so I walk up to Bjork, and I tap her on the shoulder. And she turns around and looks at me. Uh, her eyes widen. And then she immediately, uh, without saying anything, spins around and walks the other way very quickly. So I didn't even get to say, hi, Bjork. Wow. Uh, but she spun. She did spin. So in a way, you danced with her. And then it was she, the just, she just talked to some other guy. That guy totally cockbjorked me. Come on, up top! Oh. No, but that really did happen. And then I drunkenly was uh, lamenting about it. Zach taped me 
I was just sitting on the couch. Everyone's like, oh, God. So I hit on Bjork tonight, and that didn't go real well. It was so fucking Where sad. Where was that? Uh, he, someone stole the camera. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, why, yeah, yeah. T- why isn't that in your stand-up? It's not funny. It's just sad. But that's part of stand-up? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just sad you, you stories. You say that a lot about like, a lot of your drinking stories. You don't like to talk about that stuff. I don't mind talking about it. It's just, to me, it's so close to me. I don't know what's funny about it. Do, like, you, think, do you think maybe in like another few years, when you get further away from it all, like you could talk It's been about seven it? now. I mean, I, I... Wait for ten. <laughs> Wait for ten. Ten's a magic number. But I here's the weird I, part. I mean, You've been away for drinking for seven years, yeah. and yet you look seven years younger than you did in 2003. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It turns out the body was not meant to be poisoned by alcohol 15, <laughs> 20 times a day. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, and you and I both, as you have remarked many a time on stage, we have the, the perfect amount of messed up hair. Perfect, and strategically non- disheveled hair. And four-day-old growth on our yes, faces. Yes, yes. Yes, it's I, all part of the luck. Just as are we going to be doing this when we're like seventy five? Yes, we are. Yeah, it's a good the diamond soup. It's the diamond soup anniversary. <laughs> ah, Chris, you remember when we did our show? Oh, your hair looks terrific. <laughs> I don't, Grandpa. I don't like watching those boring men on television when technology can be beamed directly into my brain. I don't want to watch your moving picture. Oh, wall. are you watching Caprica? I've not been watching Caprica. No. I've been so into Doctor Who, I've not been watching Caprica. No, I'm into Caprica. Is I know it? that you guys want to hear that. but I've yeah. not seen... Speaking of be- things being beamed right into your mind. You like it? I do like it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm into it. I like to wait. I kind of like... You know, my, my kind of nerd plan is I'll wait till a series has enough episodes banked so I can just watch them like, back to back to back. On Blu-ray? Or, or, or streaming on, uh, on Netflix, streaming on the Roku box. Do you think Blu-ray is that much better than uh, regular DVD? I, there are a lot of things about Blu-ray I do not like, actually. Like, I don't like the fact that it makes the load time. I hate load, load time. time is, load time sucks, but I don't like... It, it makes a lot of really great film look like video to me. Yeah. And, a... and, that, and I know that's a setting, but still... Like I review stuff for Attack all the time, and I'm like, this just fucking looks like video, and I want to yeah. see like I want to see a little bit of grain. I want to see a little bit of maybe that's just because what I'm trained. Well, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to look at the TV and see like it feel like it's just a window into what's going on in that like what's being filmed. I want to make it see. I want to see like a good picture. You know, I want to see like a nice, nicely lit picture. Yeah, but to that point, there's like a lot of like like I, you can see fabric that you never would see before, like stitching on. That's fucking gay. But anyway, you can see a lot of uh, fabric. I'm not really so concerned nice. about that. It's your belt made of dicks that what? I'm concerned about. But I thought that... Why would you have that? Why would you... Someone told me it looked good. It just opened yourself up for... Anyway, uh, but I, I feel I like, like you sound like old men. So, well, not you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Do you ever feel that... Um, this wasn't anything that ever occurred to me until I started... Uh... That I'll never play a video game again? <laughs> I, I can't play video games anymore, because if I did, I would never do anything else. That's true. Me too. Well, you... I got kids now, and I realize for every hour that I play video games, that's another hour of sleep I'm going to need, oh my and God. another hour of not seeing them. Can I just talk about, can I just talk about Eddie for a, your son, Eddie, for a second? Because he's yes, awesome. And, and I greatest. know you talk about this on stage, and it's, I don't want to tread on a bit of that you have, but Joel and I are neighbors, and for Halloween a couple years ago... Uh, his son Eddie was dressed like a light switch. He wanted to be a light switch. Yeah. Wow. It was the most adorable. He just had a big he flat panel and a big switch it. in yeah. the middle. He was a light switch. That's that was and that was what he had thought of back in August, and that's all he was dead set. And now he like last year he was a train, and 
Uh, but but that I don't know what was he's going seventeen. On. I should probably preface <laughs> yeah. it by saying that he's. It's interesting that he still wants to dress up. No, the, tra- the train people. last year was awesome too. Yeah, it was crazy. And the greatest part of that is that he's dressed up as what looked like a Thomas train, Thomas the Tank Engine, which is blue. But there's a number of blue engines. Mm-hmm. One of them is Hen or Hank. So people would be like, "Hey, it's Thomas," and he's like, "Hank." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Hank. And uh, well, that but I understand that if someone was like, "Nice Tie Fighter," it's actually a Klingon warbird. Like I totally understand. <laughs> right. A bird of prey. How would you ever get those confused? What? Well, yeah. I don't know, but someone would. <laughs> but to, but but to Eddie, that's the same thing. Like confusing confusing those two trains yeah. is retardo. You know, like he, no one would do that. He was a little sick last week, and he he was sitting there at the table. He's now just five, and he was like. Oh, it's so irritating. And I'm like, what? And he's like, my poop is all squishy. <laughs> Currently sitting down there. And I'm just like, I hear him be like, oh, it's so irritating. He's not adorable when I say that, but when Eddie says it. Yeah, it's, it, then you're just like, oh, I don't care what's squishy. Well, Chris, if you didn't say it all the time, it'd probably be adorable. Well, if yeah. I didn't have squishy poop all the time, I wouldn't have to talk about it, would I? And that's just a concern for all of us in your, in your health. Oh, uh, what's happening now? A lot of Alestra. Like Remember Alestra? Am I sitting on a cake? What? <laughs> Alestra, yeah. Um, it came and went. Do you mind telling the story about Eddie wanting to see Isaac's penis? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we Isaac is the second child we have, clearly a boy. And um, we, had, we had just brought him home, and uh, we were exhausted. And uh, my wife, though, wanted to have our first dinner as a family around the family dinner table. The first one, the first day. Like, this is the full, full family. This is like, wow, this is, there's got to be a first day for our, and this is going to be the first day. So uh, uh, Isaac was in his uh, little carrier at, right at the table on a chair. So he was there. And then uh, we were all there. And Isaac... Uh, Eddie uh, doesn't eat at all. Uh, the the five year old now five year old, but at this time he was three. But he doesn't eat. I've never seen him eat. He gets all his uh, strength and nutrients from photosynthesis. And he uh, he at this. So I was begging him to eat at one of many meals that I always beg him to eat. And so I was Eddie. I was like Eddie, two more bites of fish, buddy. And he was like uh, Eddie, two more bites of fish. And he's like. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then I was like, Eddie, uh, two more bites of fish. And he goes, I don't want to eat fish. I want to see Isaac's penis. <laughs> and um, then I realized I could bargain. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, two more bites of fish. And I'll let you see Isaac's penis. <laughs> and if you eat your potatoes, I'll let you play with his ass a little bit. How does that sound? <laughs> Yeah, I oh, couldn't. Besides, that was just out, once again out of the blue. Just like I don't want to eat. I want to see Isaac's penis. It was just yeah. Was, but you, so you're, that's what's been bugging you. You're. you're <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to talk to your kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you used the word penis with the with the, the kid and not some weird other word. Uh, we have not uh, do what many parents do and give all sorts of other names to their uh, uh, to their. Your hoo-ha downward-facing water bottle, and uh, yeah, we don't do yeah. I would I would have chose weenus. I would just <laughs> really? love to see a little kid. Just just like, I want to see Isaac's weenus. <laughs> the awesome wand. The harbinger, a harbinger of sorrow, is what we call it. 
sort of the, the cry maker. <laughs> the old sort cry of Demosticles or uh, sex. That's a thing where you take everything off except your socks, and there's a lot of apologizing, right? Yes. <laughs> make sure. Nice. It's when I have to thank and apologize to the girl at the same time somehow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, a three-way. Now I have to apologize to two people? Oh, yeah. that sucks. How do I split up the five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to know if you feel... Did you, have you kind of eased off at all on your show as far... Because like, I've, been I've been doing the Chelsea show regularly for the past couple of years. And in the beginning, I would say the worst things I could think of about famous people that I did not know. Wow. And then I would always feel bad, and so I kind of had to strike this balance between I try to be playful on the show, but I always feel like, how can anyone take anything I say seriously? Like, do you ever feel, do you ever feel on your show like, ah, maybe I should apologize to that person, or do you ever feel uh, that? Yeah, every day, all the time. <laughs> uh, well, we, as far as reality show goes, I rarely pull any punch because all those people signed up. Right. To yeah. be on those shows. All those people waited in line somewhere and filled out forms and interviewed and tried to be on that show. So if you're on Charm School or you're on uh, Tequila Tequila Shot at Love a couple of years ago, or there's so many different shows now where people are embarrassing them. And then people will be like, how can you say it? It's like they all chose to be there. Yeah. yeah. So I always, like any, so I have no problem with that. As far as celebrity things go, I always. I we make sure the premise is actually true, mm-hmm. and if you are doing something so egregious that you actually rise above the horrible din that Hollywood is already making, the horrible sound, uh, the huge ball of horribleness, uh, and you actually single yourself out. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, can you not use that term, please? Sorry. When you shipmate yourself I, out, just, that's when, much better. <laughs> if you guys like us, when on you UPN small yourself. part yourself in Terminator Two, <laughs> three Terminator Three, it was T Three. Uh, when you get scalped, <laughs> when you web soup to a in point where uh, House you, of a Thousand Corpses, right, yeah. uh, <laughs> then I have no. Then I we I feel like then it's uh, you know weapons free. Then but we also, can just go. And also in your case too, like you're helping to keep these people relevant. Yeah, like you're, uh, you're giving them what they want, which is to be in the machine and be real. Yeah, there. Yes, I think there's a lot, especially reality stars, are doing anything they can to stay relevant and to stay in the spotlight. The problem is most of them don't have the a, a talent for acting or for hosting. Mm-hmm. Most ninety nine percent of the time, so then they just slowly fade away, and what they have to do is get surgery <laughs> or. Um, <laughs> Or get a DUI or something like that, that that brings them right back to the front again. And so, uh, but as far as like celebrities that I'm like, oh man, if this person gets mad at me, there's a side of me that's like, yeah, there is that. But if the premise is so egregious, then we have to, we have to address it. Because if we don't, then we'll be, then I think people will be like, hey... So you're gonna make fun of that? You got yeah. you have you got to, They're almost like looking to you, like in, like in the schoolyard, and you're like, yeah, like you "Would you just say that. something?" And I, like, I said, "Ha ha." You know what's so interesting about? <laughs> good, good catch. Yeah. You know, um, I've become a clown, a class clown. <laughs> wow, Bart has feelings. Sorry, let's <laughs> quote The Simpsons. Do you still have to audition for stuff, or are you at the point where they're starting to send you scripts? I audition all the time. You do for movies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, movies are weird because the movie the movie industry generally does not recognize the television industry no. as being anything special. Which is weird, too, because, like, you know, Community is a one-camera shot-like-a-movie kind of, you know? Yeah. 
for the so, so They don't care. Movie executives do not watch television. They don't understand television well, culture. Well, that's the right. same, too, because right now, television is kicking the film industry's ass. Like, there's so much better TV than movies coming yeah. out right now. There really is a it's lot of like good television. Parks right and Rec and 30 Rock and Modern Yeah, Family. I think that uh, I agree. I mean, look at Mad Men. I mean, yeah. that. I mean, if you put four of those episodes together and made it a movie, it would I'd be it. a yeah. huge movie. Yeah. Or, or half the stuff on HBO. And uh, yeah, television is as high a quality and as low quality as it's ever yeah. been. The, <laughs> That's true. That's the, the polarization the swings is, both ways. I mean, literally, television, has ne- to me, has never been better, and it has never been worse. And yeah. it will only go, I, I assume it will only go that way. The only worry is, is that uh, reality shows are so cheap to make that why not just make 12 of those and you'll make a ton of money as opposed the thing to is one like the, really high you know, the, Whatever drama. network puts that reality show out will then have the money to maybe hopefully you know, put money into a show that yeah. would be good. That's like hopefully. I don't, you know, it's like it's, yeah, a, unfortunately, it's a necessary I think, evil, I think. Unfortunately, but I, I think The Simple Life was keeping Arrested Development on the air for a couple of years. It did, so yeah. It's just like, ah, well, we got to have this one. So but now, but when do you ever hear like, oh man, did you get those Simple Life DVDs? Uh, <laughs> you never hear that. You hear, you only hear the Arrested Development DVDs. Or you know, my, yeah. same thing with like uh, when, like when Monty Python was at its zenith, at its height. Uh, Benny Hill kicked its ass all over the ratings, but right. nobody ever goes. Hey, remember that Benny Hill where uh, they sped up the camera and they ran around? <laughs> I and think then they, the girls think just that on. one. I think that's the only one. That's the, the one that made it. But you, I mean, Monty Python is still consider is yeah, like a periodic so, chart. Yeah. Uh, well, it's amazing. I mean, like you, 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 you on Community is an amazing feat because I don't know if most people understand. It's hard enough just to get a show made. Then it is yeah. hard enough to get a show picked up. Then on top of that, it is hard enough that the show is good because mm. there are so many people who can fuck it up. Second season al- too. Along, along the way, that like the idea that you're on a network and you're doing a show that's funny and you get to be funny on it is is miraculous. Yeah. Well, uh, God the is bless that show you. Is amazing too. We just got Dan Harmon, you know, and who is, a, uh, Russo who is yeah, Dan is a mad genius. Yeah, he's I've amazing. never met anybody like him. And then the Russo brothers who made Arrested Development. The executive producers and directed a lot of them, and um, they hired almost all film directors to direct the episodes because they wanted it to be different looking than a lot of the uh, handheld stuff that's being shot now. Uh, not that that stuff was uh, bad in any way, it's terrific. I mean, The Office is awesome, uh, but they wanted it to just look different than everything, so uh, they have pulled that off. I mean, they took a lot of hours, but yeah, I couldn't when I finally booked the pilot. I just didn't, I didn't realize all the, I had gone a couple times, like almost to getting on the air with pilots and not, and it was just like, ah, this is a, getting another pilot. Great. So happy. But who the hell knows what, what'll happen. So you were, you, it wasn't, uh, you weren't like the first choice for the, uh, the part. Cause it almost seems like it was written for you. Uh, I, I don't know how many, um, I don't know what choice I was. No, meaning, I mean, I know when I interview, I don't know if there was someone, I was told I was first choice. Yeah. That's what I was told. But they could that's be usually the kiss of wrong. death. Yeah, I was like, no, that, well, that's You're the first clearly choice. wrong. Why didn't I get this? Our crazy yeah. showrunner wants you. It's always the guy. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is going to the guy that played Hunter in the eighties. And so, uh, <laughs> Fred Dreyer. Uh, yeah, Fred went to Fred Dreyer. No, I don't. I don't know what the actual choice list, what the what the order was. Yeah. Uh, but well, could you just walk us through who else would have been better in that role? I think that's what Jonah's really asking. <laughs> no, I just like the casting is great on that show. It's, it's like from the first episode out, it seemed like uh, it you seems know, like everything was show. written for. Oh well, people say that, and I'm like, do you think I'm an asshole? And uh, no, um, but uh, when I read the script, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I think I could do this guy. Uh, 
Well, don't separate that. No. <laughs> don't pull that out and just put that out. It's like a reality show. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where Dan, and Dan knew that guy. And I actually ended up meeting that guy who it's based on. And um, it's, it's not me, but it's, ve- it's very easy to be that guy and to play that guy and get to play that guy. That's and like Jeff Bridges being the, d- the dude. Yes, yeah. yeah, and I, the, my guy is not the moral center of the show, yeah. and uh, and so there was a great. I think because so many pilots are written as you are the moral center of the show, and not that I wouldn't want to be that, but it's so typical that it's a thirty-something guy who's always wondering why he can't have love. Yeah. Every script, um, and I read it was just like thirty-something guy who doesn't can't figure out why all his friends are happy and in love with kids, and he <laughs> why is he where he is. Uh, but this is this was just different because this guy was fighting against some completely other things. And do you still feel? Do you feel at all like? Because I think everyone would look at you and go, "Oh my God!" Like Joel, it's like he has all these great jobs. But do you ever feel like ah, I'm just not hitting it? Or do you still ever feel those things that you felt from when you were first starting out? Only like every minute of the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that never goes away. That That's will never go That's away. In know. fact, it gets heightened. If I you think. care about what you do, that never goes Actually, away. Actually, yeah, the the stakes only get higher. <laughs> And yeah. so, oh, I got farther to fall now. No, oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, oh, now it's on the air, and it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be on next year. What you better be good next year, and right. uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 you can't do that to your. You just there's a, there's a, I was just sit back and enjoy what you're doing and love it, and I do love it. Uh, but there is always that like, ah, oh, it's gotta be. A, it's gotta, it's a, yeah, there's always me always quietly judging myself. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. That's just that's just a that's just a thing. I mean, I'm not glad to hear because I know that that's torturous. Because I do it, and I feel like most if most you don't do, do it, it, then there's a then you're probably not. I mean, it's probably wrong for me to say, but if you're not somewhat constantly trying to be better at what you're doing then you're not it's, it's not, funny yeah. and like like so the upside to having that kind of hyper self-awareness is you know you're you constantly want to do better and you're constantly working on your craft and you're constantly trying to see how you can improve and then of course all the downsides are like the anxiety yeah. the, the self-doubt right. the depression like all that shit that goes along with it is just like the you know the the two halves of that package but ultimately i don't know i feel like it's worth it yeah no oh, yeah i mean i literally would never i could not be happier could you picture yourself doing anything else i i i think one of the reasons why i started getting jobs is because i knew i couldn't do anything else i was had not i had left no option open I remember dad, my dad was like, you should get a backup plan and get your real estate license. <laughs> I was told and, that by an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And I'd be like, the backup plan, that, I was like, no, I might as well just become a meth dealer. And then when the market dropped out, were you like, how about that real estate license now, slam? <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that to me, Joel? I'm your father. I gave you life. <laughs> I don't remember telling you that. I never said that. That was in 1991. Uh, uh, that was a joke because I think you're awesome. I've only supported you, you jerk. And the cats and the cradle and the silver. <laughs> He's like calling back. Oh, Dad, I'm really sorry. Oh, that's right. Click. Click. And just do it again. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, re- I, I believe and all with all that kind of uh, constantly judging myself of what I'm doing. I I couldn't and I'm happy as hell with what I'm doing. Do you, uh, are there any 
Are there any Chevy? I didn't want to. I don't know if I should bring up Chevy. Is is what's because you know Fletch was a very seminal movie for yes. me and my comedy development. And Chevy Fletch was, was a, a long time ago. It really was. Is is <laughs> still very funny though. Nice guy. Very nice funny. guy. Uh, Chevy is a great guy. Why am I asking you this? You can't. I mean, I, this is rude. Like I shouldn't ask you. Yeah, to, but Chevy. You know, Chevy is Chevy, and he is an icon and like this legend. And it's so weird for him to just be walking around the stage all the time, not knowing his lines. So I'm kidding, Chevy. <laughs> he doesn't kidding. listen to. Well, Chevy Chase and Matt Lillard get together to specifically not listen right. to this. No, I'll be like, yeah. Chevy, are you, like, first minute, Chevy, are you on email? I was like, no, my email is in New York. And I'll be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he, and he's got a lovely, lovely family. Of uh, he's got three daughters and a beautiful wife, and they, he they've been married for like thirty years. So, uh, which is but, but you how long, how long have you and Sarah been together? I will be married fourteen years. Damn, I got married when I was like twenty three. But your wife is super cool. Yeah, what? Your uh, wife is super cool. Yes, and looks great. She looks amazing. Yeah, two that's kids. The, two kids looking like that. Yeah, you are living the highlight. I uh, I hit a grand slam when I met her. I married way up. But I think you you you're doing all right. you're holding up your end all right. You're are in you, good shape, Joel McHale. Uh, not when I came to the marriage with. A eighty nine Nissan Sentra and a stereo. <laughs> it did not. And a leather band wristwatch. Did not. And a, and a like, joke up? in my heart. And it wasn't a stereo in the car. It was just a boombox in the passenger yeah. seat. Right. Her grandma, when she when I was dating her, she was. I didn't have a car at that point. I was dating her, and I was in college. And she was like, she just drives him around everywhere. She thought I was just like <laughs> was using her, using Sarah for rides everywhere. I was like, yeah, give me a ride. I'll date you, no problem. You're, you're like a hot driver. Oh, that was a driver with benefits. Yeah, yeah it's not no. a fun feeling though, having the girlfriend drive you around. It's a great feeling. Because <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I always who made the series called "The Freeloader's Guide to Life." <laughs> right, because I always <laughs> yeah. sat in the back. Oh, there you go. Like, nice. You just bark at her from the back, and then you get out at Barney's, and they're like, "Hey, the... hi everyone." <laughs> and um, then I ram up. I just my one more question I want to ask you before, so we can let you get out of here is, uh, yeah, I, my bladder has. Reached a point that it, oh, I'm glad I turned that down. Oh, uh, <laughs> someone's calling the set of Wall Street. Oh, hold on. Okay, that's my wife. Everything's fine. Everything's. Are you talking great. about me? She's this weird <laughs> sense. I hear you. Um, the last thing I want to ask you about is Seacrest must have a pretty good sense of humor because you uh, you beat him against the, sh- the rocks <laughs> relentlessly like an orca and a beached seal. Yes. And and, and uh, wait, can we literally push pause? <laughs> just like one more, two more. No, minutes. sorry. Yeah, Seacrest. I was just asking, like, um, uh, that you took a quick bathroom break. Oh, oh you feel a lot better now? So much better. How much? There was blood in it. That's your, how your bladder, That's not you're, a good sign. You're a tall so. man. Your bladder must be the size of a zeppelin, so you must have consumed a lot of liquid. Yes, and much like uh, when <laughs> the Hindenburg crashed, when I pee, I scream, oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Just because yeah. it burned, though, right? Uh, yeah, because the burning sensation. Yeah. It burns, and then, really... of course, the people falling off the ropes hanging. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's weird why I have little, uh, like, I take a floss, and I tie it by the little... Little what? figures yeah, hanging. You, you All right, never on that old camera too. Seacrest. <laughs> Speaking of little people, uh, see, no, I'm <laughs> nice. come on. Seacrest and I are probably about the same height, to be honest. Uh, but um, so he obviously has a pretty good sense of humor. He does, and yeah, we take him out. I mean, we make fun of him all the time right. for his height and his money. Right. 
and uh, and and his fame. So he can always just stand on a hundred million dollars and laugh down at you, as I he guess. does every single day. And he's he's got a great sense of humor. And I've gone on his radio show, and he's been. Uh, I, I don't feel that what we say is malicious in any way. Right. We really, I mean, just he's not, and he's actually not even that short. And he, but we just make fun of him because he's smaller than me, and he's the most famous and richest. And he's like the GE of. You know, like to NBC when they were, you know, like when Letterman was. That's on NBC. how he can take it because he knows, like, <laughs> I'm really the most powerful person in this right. building. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly how we treat it. And you take out, you know, I'm just like all those other, you know, we we take out the the authority figures. So uh, he's, I just, I, he's a very good guy. And, I like Secret. I mean, I don't yeah. really know him. Uh, like I said, I've never seen him. He in this is building. the busiest guy. Ever. He's the busiest guy, and like you can't achieve that level of success without. Sacri- like without working your fucking ass off. I mean, I know stories of him j- before when he was just doing a radio show, like going and popping up on the local news, and he'd like the the news people were like, yeah, he'd show up like an hour before anyone else, made up, ready to go. Like he yeah. was just eat- like he he designed the career that he has. Like some of it was yeah. luck, but you He's can't you can't get to that level without you know without without working without working and, and maintaining it. So. I like him. Yeah, Boyd and Brad had a story about where they had a guy on his sh- his radio show where he was talking about how to like save time, or you could have like a three day work week, and then uh, but apparently uh, Seacrest didn't co- it didn't compute in his head. He's like, "Oh what? So you you get another job to fill up the rest of the work week?" <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no. You just work this much, and then you can just relax with your extra time." Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> the extra time. But he just yeah. didn't get that you would. So there's not time work. for more jobs. It's time for more jobs, right? Oh no, I could be doing a job right now. Yeah, I mean, he is he's built an empire. So uh, we, yeah, we love taking him out. He doesn't seem doesn't seem to bother him too much. We would let him know if oh he would let us know. I'm sure <laughs> you'd find out. Yeah, we <laughs> did a thing where I was on Conan when Conan his first week when he was on the air, and Seacrest was coming on the night the next day, and I did I made fun of Seacrest. I was like, when he comes out, uh, I was like, stand up and be like, where where are you? Look down, there he is, and then pick him up like a doll and put him on your knee. Don't let him tell you what he wants for Christmas. And then just stick your hand up his back because his mouth moves. And uh, uh, and then I got a call that next day from Ted. And Ted was like, hey, man. I'm like, you calling to congratulate me on my appearance on Conan? Ted, by the way, is the father of our company. Ted Harbert is the president of E. And he's Papa like, Ted. no, man, um, Ryan's a little upset. And I'm like, oh, no. I said too much. And he's like, yeah. And I'm, then I hang out. And then I'm like, what's, what's the number? And he gave me the number of one of his 12 assistants. And... Uh, I call, and then in the back of my mind, I was like, "Why didn't he just call me?" And uh, so I call. Up. Well, he's got a scheduled time to be upset. Yeah, I call up. <laughs> oh his, man, he gets paid right, for that, by the way, right. too. That's another job. He's like, uh, "I'm upset right now from ten fifteen <laughs> to ten thirty-five," uh, and I call his assistant. I get passed to like two other assistants before I get to Seacrest, and um, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I know what I say. I say a lot of crap about you, and I'm sorry." Blah blah blah. It was all in good fun. I'm so sorry. And then long pause, and he was like, "Gotcha." Ah, oh, son. Wait, gotcha. And then just hung up. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Even for uh, I have to admit, he I was like, he did. Time. He got me good. Yes. Wow. That is the ultimate punking when you can get the president of Comcast Entertainment yeah. to call you. Pretty good. And no, and, and it was a good job. And then I called. Then Ted called me back. He was like, I can't believe you went for it. I mean, why would I call you? <laughs> <laughs> what a dork. See you later. <laughs> Click. Because what you know? Because that whole time you've been waiting for that call. 
Like you've just been yes, waiting for I'm someone like, to be here like, here we go. Yeah. This is what I. You've been I, waiting for the you've gone too far call, yeah. as most comedians always. I felt like I felt like I was in third grade and I had made fun. I was like, ah, oh, I, <laughs> I did, I did it, I did it again. Here it goes. Well, but Joel, it was a great joke. Joel, I want to. I don't want to dominate any more of your time, but thank you so much for coming into the mm. office today on what is. Uh, didn't play basketball. How dare! Uh, wow. <laughs> nope. Two. For, uh, he's trying to hit the trash uh. can. You guys can't see this? In uh, podcast no, uh, this has been a very nice interview. Yes, oh man, you, but it was awesome. And, so and, casual and, and wonderful. And, um, people should watch Community, they should watch The Soup. Yeah, watch Community, it. second season, everybody. Second yeah. season. Oh, watch Community this week. I'm. Um, again? No, but that's coming up again. <laughs> uh, but no, I get, um, I get it on with uh, Catherine McPhee. Nice. Hey, so it's about time. She plays uh, Chevy's stepdaughter. Nice and uh, and yeah, so that was crazy. Nice. We're both married people. I'm like, this is the strangest reality. Acting. Uh, this yeah. is an acting boner. Yeah, it's, um, she's getting in character, and by character I mean this other person. <laughs> uh, uh, whoop! There go my pants. Whoop! Sorry. You guys rolling on this? Nope. Oh, no cameras at all. Oh, where my let's rehearse. Room? All right. Excellent. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. So watch that. All right, excellent. So, uh, Joe McHale, thanks again for coming. Thank in. you for having me, Chris. I, I also, uh, I also want to say thanks for listening, Did everyone. You... Bye. Bye. From Jonah and Matt and Joe McHale and me, Chris. You better watch Community. Do it. Say the end. The end. Okay. Hey, humans! Thanks for listening to the Nerdist podcast. It's quick announcement time. Jonah Ray of this very podcast will be starting a monthly stand-up show at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood. Yes, it's a comic book store, but then there's this performance space in the back. Shows are super fun there. First show is Friday, March 19th at 8 p.m., and uh, Jonah will be performing along with Whitney Cummings, uh, Duncan Trussell, Eric Appel, K.P. Anderson, Brent Weinbach, and then also a musical guest. The cost is $8, and somehow there's free beer. You can find more details at JonahRay.com. Then, Monday, April 5th, will be the first of what hopefully will be our monthly live Nerdist podcast at Largo in Los Angeles. Our first guest, Adam Savage of Mythbusters. Yes! Details on that and other shows are at, of course, Nerdist.com. Say, why not help break in our new email address with a question or comment at podcast at Nerdist.com. Thanks for listening, guys. It is through the support of listeners like Blah that you blah, 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 and blah dee blah Farewell. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new. Stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.